Welcome to another edition of Saturday Night Napsack here on the Napsack Files podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. It's just you and me hanging out on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. I don't care when you listen to the show. It's just that I record it and release it on Saturday nights and we get a little crazy here. Get a little kooky, get a little weird. Basically, I just try to make myself giggle or we have different kind of conversations that we might have on the normal show. I just finished watching WrestleMania 36, which was... Filmed in front of a live studio audience. Uh, I wish it was. Tough circumstance. I know a lot of you out there listening are wrestling fans. And you know I love wrestling. I was in wrestling, been in wrestling, will be in wrestling again because it's the greatest thing in the world. Well, maybe top five. But I really respect everyone on that roster that went out for part one. Part two is tomorrow night. But as I'm recording this, part one just finished. I really respect all of them. I really do. You gotta go. The show's gotta go on. And I understand. Wrestling is more than anything. It's that show has got to go on. Yes, I know all other major sports have stopped. But I think you can... I think you can pull this off. The way they've been doing a run. SmackDown, NXT, closed uh, studios. I know there's some concern about the wrestlers. And I understand that. If they were to shut down post WrestleMania, I would uh, I would understand that and actually maybe even kind of want that. But they 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 were caught between rock and hard places. WWE knew that the business and uh, you tip you pull things out of Tampa or any of the cities you go uh, with WrestleMania, you, you just pulling out a lot of business, and you got to wait till the very last minute to do that, which is why San Diego Comic Con, Star Wars Celebration, a lot of those things. I know a lot of people. They're calling for it. They're cancel it, cancel it. And I, I, I think it will. And I think you have to. And I don't want to go. But for the last possible second to see if you can keep the hotels in business, keep the restaurants going, keep the crew, keep all those kind of things. And as it uh, really relates to WrestleMania, I mean, that's what you have to be concerned about. They bring millions to cities, but they did what they did. They pulled it off as best they can. I feel sorry for a lot of the performers, especially the younger ones, getting the bigger moments here at WrestleMania. This should be their Wrestlemania moment you know it's going to be different It'll always be remembered though no one's ever going to forget this I even as a wrestling fan sometimes be like uh, Wrestlemania 27 was Ms. Cena what was 25 what was 6 26 what was that they all you know, and I, I've watched all of them sometimes they kind of meld together Wrestlemania 36 the world will remember, and I will especially remember, that Boneyard match between The Undertaker and AJ Styles. Filmed like it was a short film. And we've seen that kind of stuff before. We've seen a lot of uh, wrestling matches. The Hardy uh, uh, brothers uh, had that in uh, in TNA, right? The the deleted uh, matches and the, the final deletion. Then you saw uh, Bray Wyatt kind of use that kind of stuff with Randy Orton. We've seen it, we've seen it before. Uh, I'm thinking of Piper and... Uh, uh, Gold Dust, the Hollywood backlot brawl back in uh, WrestleMania was like a 10 or 11, 11, no, 12, see, 13, 13, maybe. They all start to meld together after like nine. I have one through nine completely, well, 10 to Madison Square Garden. Bret Hart went in twice. Um, I have that down, but, you know, no, did Hart win? No, I can't remember. Which one did Luger win with the count out? That was SummerSlam. Oh, boy, I can't remember. But you know what I mean? So, anyways, going back to the Piper one, the, the Goldust match, uh, Backlot Brawl, there's, there's always been this kind of filmed matches, and it's kind of weird because it exposes, um, not exposes, we know what wrestling is, but it really highlights the fact that, look, this is, these are just stories we're telling. So sometimes they work, sometimes they're really 
extra selly? I don't know. But the Undertaker, AJ Styles, Boneyard match, I really liked it. And I think what made it more than anything for me was Undertaker because he's this cross between all of all of his characters now, right? He is the American badass uh, nightmare Undertaker, right? He's all of them. And he can, can still have kind of the superpower approach, the dead man walking, but he can still kind of be himself. And I like this mix. He's like a character from Red Dead Redemption 2 in some of those moments there talking to AJ. Come on, son. Come on, you put up a good fight. But let me finish you. I really enjoyed that there. So we'll see night two. Shout out to all the performers. Like I said, the show does go on with wrestling. Remember what was the first major U.S. event post 9-11? Before baseball returned, before concerts, everything. It was wrestling. WWF. Uh, at the time, right? Um, shortly before, or maybe shortly after, I can't remember now, when they uh, turned to WWE. So they were the first back, and it's kind of in the blood. It's kind of how wrestling works. You get out there and you do it. I would not mind, again, not mind if they kind of shut things down for a bit. But storylines are in motion. That's the thing about wrestling. It is kind of uh, 365, and you can't just postpone it. And still put on programming. You could, but you can't. And that's just where we're at. So uh, that is uh, my take on WrestleMania. For anyone who was uh, watching, I don't know, or wanting or waiting for my... Were you? I don't know if you were waiting. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people seem to be happy with the Boneyard match. I'm happy uh, to be broadcasting with all of you, and I can't do it without my high-tier supporters on Patreon. That includes my high-tier supporters like uh, Thomas Rizzling, Rizzling, Sir Thomas Tatal, Lethal Logan X, Bedore, Matt Thompson, Nathan Novadale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schellenberg, Schellenberger, Todd, uh, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terrigan, Jonas Bergen, Andrew Siner, Old Handsaw, and Zach Taylor joined the team uh, this uh, week. Uh, those are some of my executive producer supporters. Uh, we also have our producer supporters, associate producer supporters. They are part of the TNF boardroom. We just did a live uh, private YouTube broadcast this week. Once a month we have a business meeting, and I really appreciate that. I've been having a lot of fun doing things on YouTube. It is just amazing. You know, I don't want every broadcast to be about what's going on, but it kind of it kind of has to not right now. It kind of has to be. That's what's going on. I really, I don't want to say this is a, you know it's a bad situation, and and the virus has really really encroached uh, closer and closer onto my life with people I know uh, battling it now. So uh, I always say that I always say that I want to acknowledge the seriousness of the situation, but I think as functional if you as you try to be functional. I keep saying you got to celebrate the small um, and not just fear the big. And we got to just kind of keep a, some sense of normalcy, which is kind of what I'm doing around these parts right now. But I, I am enjoying to uh, as best uh, as I can right now. The thing I keep going back to necessity, the mother of invention. And it's just I'm, I myself am being forced to really look at how I work and look at what I'm putting out there and look at what I'm doing, and look at what I want to do. And that's going to be one of the positive uh, byproducts of what this situation is whenever we, we return back to normal. So you'll be seeing more things on YouTube. Did the first live casterly talk on Friday with Andres Cabrera, Thomas Risling. A lot of fun. So if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, do that as well. We are to a point now where we are being suggest, uh, suggested, uh, it's been suggested that we've got to wear these masks out. And I keep telling you guys, I, you know, fo follow the rules in the sense of let's just get through this. Let's get through it as fast as we can. Let's uh, take these guidelines seriously because we don't know exactly what uh, they know that we don't know. 
The mask one is a little, little confusing to me because we were told initially they don't help. We were told certain kind of masks don't help. Then we were told those masks need to go to first responders and medical professionals. I totally agree with those. I have about six or seven of those masks. And I was going to go consider, was considering donating them. Then guess what? I'll tell you what. I'm being honest right here. I have them. I still have them. Because I thought to myself, what happens, though, if this gets so bad that now we really do need those? I'll be boop, out of luck because I will give the handful I have for my old job, which I used to have to wear them on my job for some, some certain, certain weird things. So I still have them. I had them in my car for earthquake uh, emergency kit stuff uh, and reasons. So what happens? I give those away. Now what happens when we all need them? Now there's more of a panic. There's more of a rush and I don't have the things that I had. So I got oddly selfish. I admit it was selfish. Now, we're supposed to wear masks. So I saw the notice and I was like, oh, great. I have like six of those. Oh, nope. I'm not supposed to wear those ones. And if I do, I'll be shamed publicly. I'll be jumped in an alley, beaten up, beaten with sticks, run over by cars, whatever it will be. And I don't want that. I've ordered some masks. There's a company run by a friend of mine I used to know from the Northridge Fashion Center. Worked at the comic uh, toy shop there. Now owns a business called Dead Celebrity. And Dead Celebrity is uh, spelt with uh, uh, E's on the end. And uh, they are selling great little masks. Um, you can go to deadcelebrity.com. Again, that's celebrity, C-E-L-E-B-R-I-T-E-E, -E -E, deadcelebrity.com. And they're selling some cool masks. Some are on the way. Uh, they got great designs. You know, because if you got to go out, Here's the thing. If we got to go out in masks, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fine. I'm being a little selfish about what I, my supply versus what the world uh, wants me to do with them. But I'm sorry. I'm just going to, you know, I want to make sure there's, uh, <laughs> I'm not stuck completely without things and just wrapping a, a sock around my head, you know. Um, so um, if I got to go out, if I got to go out, and we're all out, I'm not going to be embarrassed by it. If we got to go out, I'm going to go out looking cool. I bought one from this uh, company, Dead Celebrities, a small business to make them by hand here in L.A. I don't have the skills to make them on my own. Some of you do. I'm going to buy I bought one that makes me kind of look like I work for Cobra. That's right. G.I. Joe's arch nemesis, Cobra. So if we got to go out and we got to go in masks and we got to go out in masks to help the greater good, something I do believe in, I'm going to go out looking like an action figure. From 1983. I feel as though now I have an excuse. Now we all have excuses. I have some friends who are big into cosplay. And they like whipped out the masks right away. So they're like, great. Now I can be a D&D &D villain. At Ralph's. Or Kroger. Or uh, Giant Eagle. I don't. Just insert your favorite regional grocery store in the here, in the middle here. Okay. Just I'll, I'll leave a blank spot. There you go. Cubs. Is Cubs the one? Up in Pacific Northwest, I remember go, I was in Corvallis, Oregon as a kid. I remember shopping at something that was like a Cubs or a Whiskers. It was like their grocery store, like a Bear Claws or something. I think it was Cubs. It had a bear. It had a bear logo because I want to get groceries from a bear after it steals from my picnic basket. Anyways, uh, they're going out like supervillains, so I'm going to go out like that too. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it. We have to embrace it. We need to embrace it. Please, everybody, embrace it because we all, we all got to get through this. We're all going to get through this. Ah, that's the thing. 
There's a lot of serious around. And and look, there's a lot of death. There's there's death attached to this. But you can't focus on that. Let's focus on the good things. Let's focus on the amount of chocolate I've eaten in the last four days. I can't stop. It won't stop. I'm trying to stop it. I just can't fi- I can't figure out a way to stop it. The chocolate keeps jumping into my mouth. Literally just leaping out of the bag into the mouth. I had a box of chocolate sent to me by our one of our listeners, Christian underscore seven, what we call him here. Great like Norwegian chocolates and everything. It came in a big cardboard box, and I just ripped open the box, and it was on the couch next to me. If you've watched me Twitch stream, um, it's it's like two inches from the camera on the on the couch there. Grace finally and correctly correctly made me pick it up, but I just had and the box was falling apart, so I ripped it open. It was just a falling apart box. She goes, "What is that?" I said. She wanted to move that. I said, "It's my trash box of candy. Don't you touch it." I was like a dragon. I was it was I was like Smaug. The chocolate of Smaug was what I was. And I just can't stop. Like I worked, I've worked out. I've worked out a lot this week. There's one time, one time this week, I literally did a good cardio workout, lifted some weights, did some bands, band exercises, a lot of ab work, good ab work. Walked back into the house, took a shower, got out of the shower, put on some sweatpants, nice comfy shirt, some slippers, some slippies, Went straight to the couch to my trash box of chocolate and, and grabbed a candy bar. I wouldn't have, I, I, if not for this lockdown, I wouldn't have done that. I'm losing focus. We're all losing focus. We've got to find a way to keep the focus, I think. I think we can do it. Right? Please. Band together. Band together. Um, all right, we got uh, some stuff coming up here uh, in a bit on Sarah Napsock that you're gonna you're gonna hopefully like a little, a little silly things, and then an interview with my good friend Tim Powers. I talked about him last week. Uh, he's uh, teaching voiceover uh, classes, and I know a lot of you are interested in that, and so I go into that. Uh, I also want to tell you about our friends over at Feeding the Monster, good uh, collaborative podcast feed. Got five shows and more coming. You can go find them on Anchor. Uh, Thomas Rizzling, uh, Mark Kamar, Johnny uh, Mariano, Jeff Saunders, uh, all friends of the show, are uh, putting out uh, some great content. I listened to their first episode, the pilot of Are We Wearing Pants? Uh, that is one of their shows. Not all that. They're, they're doing a whole feed, and it was a lot of fun. They're doing it remotely, and I just love seeing a lot of you getting together and uh, creating on your own and coming together and having a lot of fun. I've got a new thing coming soon, too, as well. We'll tell you a little bit more at the end of the show, but Box Score Heroes is live. That's right, the podcast feed that's coming from me, Tom Dagnino, and a lot of other people talking baseball. We're doing that, so I hope you all check that out. We'll tell you a little bit more at the end of the show. We are going to take a quick break here on Saturday Night Napsock. Hello, I'm Ken Napsock. And this is Motivations with Ken, your source for inspirations, motivations, and advice to not quite get you through a pandemic. What a decade this day has been. And I know what you're thinking as you wear your sweatpants, the 
14th straight day. Are we all going to go crazy? Are your friends, family, loved ones? Is everyone around you about to completely lose it? Well, I'm here to give you the answer and to motivate you to accept that answer. You see, you're already crazy. It's time to lean into it. Oh, don't believe me? Well, you've already moved on from conversations with your dogs in which they answer you to giving names to every piece of furniture you own. Hello, Gertrude the recliner. Oh, you see, your couch, that recliner, and your step stool are all talking to you. And you might think, this doesn't seem normal, as your trash can yells at you for not taking him out enough. But I'm here to tell you, it's all part of the greater good. You see, you have been given a chance, an absolute blessing, to go crazy, completely batshit, for the greater good. All you have to do to help society is to lock yourself away, not shower for days. Watch as your hair gets greasier and greasier and your fingernails longer and longer. What they mocked Howard Hughes for, they're now going to use to call you a champion. And oh yes, that little bird outside of your window is wearing a sport coat. And his name is Mortimer. And you two are going to be the best of friends and get through all of this together. So don't be afraid about going crazy. You're already there. And you're doing it. So everyone else can feel just fine. Have fun arguing with your sofa tonight. Motivations with Ken, provided by Kojak. I'm Nolan Guthrie from an undisclosed bunker in the Pacific Northwest with some tips on social distancing and protecting yourself during this pandemic. Try deleting all social media apps except for Peach. That way the government can find you and you can still post your opinions. Try distancing yourself from friends and relatives. They will only try to take up space in your bunker. And finally, for food, try grilling the ripped pages of the leftover popular mechanics that you put in this bunker when you built it 22 years ago. Together, we can get through this, flatten the curve, and survive. I'm Nolan Guthrie from Mysteries and the Unexplained. This message was also brought to you by the Ad Council. All 
right, Saturday Night Napsack fans, I'm very happy to welcome my longtime friend, my uh, brother in arms against all in the world that would bring us down, Tim Powers, back on the show. Welcome, Timmy. Good to be back, man. I, it's uh, it's always exciting to play on the on the Napsack Files, and I am so glad that uh, that that bug that burns inside both of us, you know, that that broadcasting bug. Has such a way, you know, you, you can exercise that now easier than ever. And and I love the fact that you and I are both podcasting, and I love the fact that we're both back on the air. How exciting. Oh, my God, man. This is still one of my favorite things I do each week, and it is uh, great. to I, I am uh, got Saturday mornings locked down, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. East uh, Coast time on right. WLBJ, 107.5 FM for those uh, checking the dial. But that happened because of you, Tim, because you hold down the Sundays, you held down the weekends, and we do it remotely, but it's crazy fun. It is crazy fun. It is uh, the format is the greatest hits of all time. So we're playing, you know, classic oldies, everything from Elvis to the early days of disco. And, you know, and I'm sure your listeners know that they can tune in anytime at HOFMRadio.com or by downloading the TuneIn Radio app uh, and searching for Hall of Fame Music Radio. And that way you can listen to Ken on uh, Saturday mornings and me on Sunday mornings. I do uh, I do 8A to to, uh, to noon Eastern. Uh, yeah, on the, on the same station, and uh, and it's fun. We kind of we poke fun at each other. Yeah, dude, you 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 dropping things back at me. Uh, what one of my supporters and listeners, old handsaw uh, over there, in North Carolina. He listens and he records some of my air checks. The air check. <laughs> uh, so anytime I dedicate a song to someone or uh, you know poke fun at you, he he records it too. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been crazy. You talk about the tech, like we I've been recording remotely now, and it sounds pretty darn good but you sound the best of anyone i've recorded remotely in because tim you're standing in a shower is that true <laughs> as a matter of fact it's true i um as as you i think you pre-sold this i am a, a full-time voice actor in california and part of having that role means that i have my own voiceover studio in my home so i am on a professional grade microphone in what is now my sound booth but what it was built for was a shower stall in a basically a guest unit in my home and so what i did was i took the shower stall i disconnected the water and hung uh sound insulation on all four sides and top and bottom uh Mm. and and just used the the walls the guts to create a uh, a sound booth and so with you know two hundred dollars worth of equipment here I am talking to you right now, like I'm in a broadcast studio. It's as good as any radio studio I ever worked in. You sound beautiful, and and I know the mic you're using. Um, and it's fact because you you if, you have a great. Um, it's not even a man cave. I don't even like that term anymore. But just like it, it's a, it, you have a bunker and a bungalow all wrapped into one down there. <laughs> in the studio where you get to play and record your radio shifts and everything, and doing yep. this voice your stuff. Yeah, it's it, you, and and you. What do you say? You walk in, you you tell your Alexa what, and it turns everything on. <laughs> I say, uh, I say, uh, energize, and then the the lights come on. the uh, The light in my studio comes on. It plays a little music for me, and it welcomes me. And then when I leave, I tell her to shut down Fortress, and all the lights go off. It makes a little sound, and then it says, "Smell you later, Powers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been having some fun with the Alexa at our house too. We have two little units that uh, uh, I I type stuff for the Alexa to say, and then I forget the cues. So I spend the afternoon going, Alexa, uh, what did I ask you? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, she's she's really handy and i don't know if you've done what what i've done uh but i i hooked it to i hooked mine using a um a mini jack to a preamp and so she's the sound is coming through my uh my high-end speakers right my high-end pioneer speakers and you know i get good volume out of it so while i am streaming any of the great streaming radio stations or my own music collection uh, it's coming through in digital quality in honking four foot high speakers, you know, <laughs> and out of the out of my little hockey puck, which is great. And then yep. my wife and I have, you know, we we own a house in Southern California, and over the years we've collected maybe three or four um, little Alexa dot devices, and I've got them networked so that now if she's upstairs doing whatever she's doing and I'm down here working, it functions as an intercom, and she can drop in on me and go honey come upstairs and take out the garbage and, and and then guess what i do uh yeah guess what you have to do i don't know if i, I want no, that. i tell her the alexa's not working <laughs> yeah and i guarantee i have not plugged any uh alexa device into a uh, preamp at my house here but maybe maybe down the line um tim you've been doing voiceovers for a long time but you didn't you didn't start out in that you kind of transitioned that i know your career started radio stand-up comedy like me a lot of different things right when did you make the full switch to voiceover? Full-time switch happened about, about three or four years ago. Um, okay. I was, uh, you know, I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind. I did some training about 10 years ago with a, a lady who's not with us anymore named Lori Tritel, who, um, you know, taught a class at a great studio on Melrose. And the owner of that studio, I'm going to plug it and feel free to edit if you don't want want it to but it's but it's buzzies on melrose and andy who's a a legend in the industry pulled me aside and he's like tim you're ready well this was about 12 years ago and Mm. i was not ready uh from Mm. a talent standpoint i probably was but from a circumstantial standpoint i was really heavily in debt and uh you this was about the time you and i got to know each other (laughs) it was not a good time for me i remember those dark tim days Yeah. yeah Yeah. So Tim was heavy in debt and, and, uh, so fortunately I'm out of it now and life is much better and God love Kelly. Um, and, but it's, it's always kind of been in the back of my mind. And so I, you know, periodically would take classes and, and get coaching and stuff like that. And not that, uh, and about four, three or four years ago, uh, I was, uh, socially engaged with someone who Hmm. is a voiceover director at Disney. And he and I were talking, he's like, Tim, you've got an incredible sound, man. Um, Why don't we make this work for you? And so this guy who uh, is a a game director for games that everyone knows and has done voice work for Disney, uh, coached me and worked with me to produce uh, my first two demos. Uh, We found studio time and, uh, and from that demo, I was able to get an agent. And since then I have done work for Disney. I've done work for Warner brothers. I have a Netflix project that Mm. came out on, uh, on Friday the third, which is super exciting. And then I have another one that I cannot talk about coming out on the 22nd. A lot of what I do is called ADR, which is dubbing foreign content into English. And it requires me to be a better actor than I've ever been in my life. Um, You know, so it's it's not so much announcing or coming up, you know, coming up after the Rolling Stones, we're taking a look at the weather on WLDJ, right? Uh, yeah. Which is a valuable skill, 
but so much of a voiceover, uh, especially if you're going to do commercials or you're going to do ADR or you're going to do audiobooks, so much of it is acting and requires a really good coach. I was lucky. I have had several and, yeah. uh, you know, I, and that's part of what I'm doing right now is kind of passing the torch and taking yeah. the benefit of everything that I've learned and passing it on to people who have like little or no background in voiceover or acting at all. This is, this is great because I think uh, of all the things I, I've been exposed to in, in um, LA and in the entertainment industry for 20 plus years now, I always hear like from people either on the outside or doing something else saying, Oh man, I, I'd like to be a voiceover person. I think it's because the popularity of video games, animated shows and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, I, I see a lot of that. I even myself at times have been like, oh, should I give that a go? I don't know. But again, like I said, it's a lot to do with acting and everything, but you need that kind of coaching experience. And and I, I'm so happy to know that you're doing it because it doesn't happen over overnight, as you're saying no, yourself. No, oh, years ago, you were quote unquote ready, but now you're working at it. I sent over 250 auditions before I booked my first job. Wow. 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 It's a lot of work. 250. Okay auditions before I booked my first job. And I've been blessed with some great coaches uh, in person here in LA and online uh, around the mm -hmm. world. And, and I kind of consider myself the sum total of all their coaching styles. Yeah. So a lot. So what I'm doing yeah. right now is working with people who, you know, maybe got a microphone for Christmas or they, or they, or they want to try it. And, mm -hmm. and I work with a company who will, uh, who's developed a great curriculum that is in line with everything that I've been taught. And at the end of it all, if you, uh, if you're part of the right program, you get a demo. And a lot of my, uh, the students that I started working mm -hmm. with a few months back have now gone to their demos already and they sound great. I couldn't be happier that I'm launching people into something new that frankly, you can earn a little money at home these days. Um, and you know, and, and people are better people for it. They've learned better communication skills. They've learned to, they've learned, uh, all kinds of things that apply. You know this from when uh, yeah. when you were studying improvisation, right? The the things that you learned yeah. in improv helped you be a better person. We called it improvisation. Improvisation, um, yes. And what's great, Tim, even before the situation that we're all kind of in right now, uh, uh, you've been doing this remotely. And yeah. I mentioned on, on uh, Knapsack Files uh, last week with a little bit of an ad read for it, but you're, you're working with a company called suchavoice.com, suchavoice. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if, if anyone listening goes to that website, they can sign up and it does not matter where you are. You will get a remote session with this guy right here, Timmy Powers, if you request him. Right. Is that if, how it works? If you request me, there are there are uh, several very qualified coaches. But if you request me, I'd be very grateful. And let me tell you, if they, they really take you from start to finish. One of the things that really attracted me to working for these guys is mm -hmm. there are a few different programs that you can do. Uh, and some of those programs will include at the end, a professionally produced demo or two and mm -hmm. all of your gear. So you don't mm -hmm. need to go out and, and worry about what the right, right microphone is mm -hmm. or what the right preamp is or what software you should get. You basically, uh, you know, pay your bill <laughs> and, yeah. and you get everything that you need to launch the career minus yeah the 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 skill which then comes yeah. over the next eight or 16 weeks um right. with training with someone like me and it's really it's a great program i've seen a lot of people really thrive in it i've seen some people grow and i've seen people that uh, 
when I first started working with them, I'm like, oh, this is going to be tough. And by the end of it, they're they're great. They're they're doing it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, that speaks to their desires and and uh, you know discipline and and, and goals uh, in front of them, uh, keeping to them to learn. Uh, um, but it speaks to your skills as a coach, and I don't, I never would have doubted that. Thanks, man. I know you were. You know, it's it's like everything else that that you and I have done. It's it's like it's like working with the um, it's like stand up. You know, the the more we were there, and the more we were writing our material, and the more we were working out, the better we were. And the more we worked with the people that we were, well, (laughs) at least for me, you know, I needed to do needed to practice more. (laughs) Come on, man, you were awesome, and you know it. Uh, it was a good time. It was, it was a good, good time. time. Hey, I am back doing it. So, you know, that's, that's kind of, uh, who knows, who knows what I've taken. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting in there. It's getting your reps. And I yeah. think uh, the voiceover industry can be somewhat misunderstood from the outside looking in, but uh, that's why you need people, uh, uh, Sherpas like Tim powers to take yeah. you through that. Uh, well, the yeah. mistake is that a lot of people think that it's just reading, you know, you, you read into a microphone or they think that you are, you know, they come into it wanting, ex- expecting that I'm going to train them to be the old timey announcer, right? Like mm. you, if, for some of your listeners old enough to remember Gary Owens on laughing, the guy at the giant RCA ribbon microphone with his hand up by his ear that says, you know, to, to please your family, be sure to serve them jello, right? And that's not so much what is required in voiceover anymore. There's a couple of situations, but the guys who are really working are, has that everyday sound, has that conversational, just relax, just talking to you, no big deal kind of thing. Right. And that's what you're going to hear in more commercials. And if you're relaxed, then you can build characters on top of that. And it allows you to access your actors center a little bit. So I like to take folks who have no background at all and turn them into actors. It's really kind of fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I wanted to talk to you about it, Tim, because you've you've done uh, so well for yourself. But that uh, that success and, and success you're going to have even yeah. more going forward. Thanks, uh, it man. didn't happen overnight. And I, I want people to realize that. But again, if any of my listeners, Knapsack Files listeners, uh, just uh, check this out. Suchavoice.com. Request Tim Powers. If you want to just try voiceover work, um, experience it yep. uh, and see if it's something that you can do. Um, you know, uh, I don't think it's, it's a waste of your time to give it a good, really good try to try to better yourself. It's something, if it's something you're interested in, I know a lot of people play video games and, you know, and, and the big names, the big voiceover actors are, are very popular now. And I'm friends with a lot of them just as you are, Tim. And well, yep. I'm friends with you, Tim. Um, so, uh, I, I see what it does and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, and I want people to, especially during this time, if you're looking for. Maybe you're being real reflective right now on what, what's yep. going on, what, what, what you want out of your life. This is a possible path for some people. Be your own boss, and it's a, you're, you're part of a great community. And, you know, if it's something you just you wanted to try, yeah. you already know who I am. I'll work with you. It's, it's really cool because all the lessons are over Skype. You don't even leave your house. Yep. For the record, do I we, do wear pants during all of my okay, sessions. I was going <laughs> to ask that. But they, I mean, not, they, not for this one, Ken, but, uh, oh. but overall, yeah. I, you know, flap away, my friend, flap away. Uh, they can do it in their, in their, uh, all right, Tim, always good to check, uh, check you out. Uh, where can they follow you on Twitter in case they want to just, uh, stare Twitter at your, is my old stand up, uh, stand up, um, yeah. um, handle, which was Tim is funny. 
and the website, should you be a casting director somewhere in Los Angeles and need a voice that sounds like this, the website is voiceofpowers.com. You're welcome to check that out. Such a voice is exactly as it sounds, suchavoice.com. Uh, and there are programs for just about every budget. I love to hear that. Give it a try, Tim. Stay safe. Stay in that shower, and we'll see you soon. More Saturday Napsuck coming up now. I'm Ken Napsuck, and this is your SSN Lockdown Weather for this weekend. It's currently a comfortable 72 degrees in the front room, but your gas bill is ticking up. So you're going to want to turn the heat off and break out a hoodie to match your sweatpants. Slippers are optional. The kitchen is a bit chilly, but the chance of precipitation is low now that you've finished the last of your whiskey. Back in the office, your stand-up work-at-home desk is experiencing an area of light fog anytime you stand there and try to be productive. If you're in the mood for the outdoors, feel free to slip into your garage where all the projects you've thought about finally getting to are hovering over you like a cloudy storm front. The backyard is looking just fine at a crisp 59 degrees with a light chance of precipitation and a better chance of your neighbors coughing on you. As always, the best bet is just to stay inside where the weather doesn't matter. Stay safe, stay indoors, and together we'll all slowly go crazy. I'm Ken Napsuck, and that was your SSN Lockdown Weather. Don't say we're not trying to give you all the information you need during this tough, tough time. That is the SSN weather. And yeah, in the recording, uh, that announcer also me said SSN. I just threw S's around like uh, the world wasn't ending. Um, But we're going to get through even that together. Guys, a lot of fun bringing you this broadcast. Uh, Saturday Night Napsack is uh, my way to blow off a little steam, get a little uh, chuckles in there, at least for myself. Uh, You guys, uh, as we said at the top of the show, if you like baseball, you want to hear more about me and Tom Dagnino and uh, others like John Kaiser, uh, Billy Patterson, Cody Hall, Christian Rufacaba. There's going to be a lot of people on that network talking, celebrating baseball, our passion, our love for the nostalgia of it all, uh, baseball cards, rankings, fantasy stuff. It's all on Box Score Heroes, or it will be. Box Score Heroes is available uh, wherever you find podcasts uh, or at least it's slowly trickling out, but it is available definitely on Anchor and Spotify as it slowly makes its way to other podcast catchers and locations. We'll let you know, but go over there. You can uh, subscribe already or give it a favorite or give it a listen. There's a broadcast up there already, uh, but uh, major uh, shows and, and the regular shows and the routine and all the stuff's going to hit, hit in, um, in about two to three weeks, but we need to get the podcast feed out there. You can follow us on Twitter at BoxScore. Heroes, give us a follow, and you can get some uh, updates on when the shows are about to launch. We'll be doing Behind the Bag with me and Tom Dagnino. Also, a show called Legends of the Wax Pack, a show once the season does get back up, whenever that happens, called The Only Baseball Power Rankings You Need. A show called Our Favorite Baseball, ellipses on the end of that, because that could lead into a lot of different conversations. So, uh, if you love baseball, like uh, my guest Tim Powers, big Cardinals fan, he'll probably be on the show as well. Go ahead and give it a listen over at Box Score Heroes. More information coming. Everyone, I'm out of here. You guys are the best. Really, you make a lot of things possible. Thanks for all the support over on uh, my Patreon page, patreon.com slash catnaps. I'm going to be starting some 
like podcast kind of consulting uh, master classes, uh, classes, if you will, but I'm no master. Just going to share some things that I feel uh, make good podcasts or mistakes. A lot of them is going to be mistakes I've made or continue to make. And we're going to be uh, going to be doing that with all levels, but different kind of varied approaches and some one-on-ones and everything, depending on your level of support. But over on patreon.com slash catnapsock, the show inside why we love Star Wars is generated there, though I'm releasing them on YouTube a little bit later. But all the questions come from those folks over there. TNF in session still fueled by the Patreon page as well. But if you just want to follow and support during this time, listening to the show, sharing the show, telling your friends about what we're doing over on this silly little network is greatly appreciated. So with that said, I am going to go, yeah, uh, no doubt about it, eat more chocolate. And I don't know if I'm going to apologize for it. We'll see you next time on Saturday Night Napsack here the Napsack Files podcast feed. <laughs>